Welcome to Masterpiece Wisdom, a chance for us to look back on those unaired segments that we recorded between October 2010 and our debut in February 2011. Every now and then, we will unearth one of these classic episodes from the Wisdom Vault. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, if I do remember, there was another show that I believe you watched quite frequently. Uh, I'd say you were maybe one of the... uh, How would you put it, Brent? You weren't quite a super fan, but you were a super fan. I guess you could say it was a passionista. (laughs) (laughs) So the show we're talking about is passions. And first of all, if you don't know what this show is, then... Your life sucks. What were you doing from the nineteen every afternoon? Two thousand eight. Yeah. If you were working or go to school, you're a loser. <laughs> you could watch passions, but you could watch one episode. Central. One episode every three months and be fully caught up with what was happening mm-hmm. at all times. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I had a dream the other night that I, that Tabitha and Timmy from Passions were in the in the in the kitchen and I was eating grape jelly with them. And that's what reminded me of this show. So I started oh, doing see, some... Yeah. Yeah. See, I can just picture this from my Passions Dollar Tree, like, sitting around with spoons, eating it out of, like, some out yes. of a glass jar. Around a table. <laughs> right, of course. Soft lit. Soft lit. <laughs> Very focused light. Kind of an ambience coming in from the window with some creepy music and terrible act. We were all acting very terribly while eating it. Um... So basically, what was the premise of the show? A town in New England. Matt is in New England, yeah. Called Harmony. Called Harmony, Harmony. where everything was awesome in the first five minutes. Everything appeared perfect. That's right. On the surface. Nice and harmony. And harmonious. Yeah. On the surface. So there was, yeah. So there were. (laughs) Say that. There were the Lopez Fitzgeralds. What was the girl with the face? She wins for the stupidest faces of all time. That girl worked though for her money. She had to cry. That's all she. She (laughs) She just run in and cry and make faces and leave. She must look rough now because she was. She just had to scrunch her face and cry for ten years. Just haggard. I remember in the first season there was an episode where. Teresa and her mom had broken into like Ethan, her boyfriend, or she Stalk she was kind of stalking him. No, she was him. stalking him for about ten years. And it was beautiful. yeah. Well, that's how they, you get your guy. That's right. She was stalking. They were in like his bedroom. Who, if there's somebody who is, if there's somebody who is engaged to somebody else, stalk and you're their maid. Then you better. Then you should just stalk them. Well, and so they were in his bedroom, and for Where about disguises. a week. He was outside the door, and you're like, he'll be here any minute. And he would always show him, like, walking down the hallway to the door. And it took, like, an entire week before he actually walked in. Before he opened the door. It was crazy. It's a long haul. It was, like, five hours later. (laughs) Ethan opens the door to find nobody in there. They hid under the bed. Okay, Brett, tell us what else you remember of the show, because the memories are pretty good. Simple stuff, like you said, Ethan. 
that guy had the best job in the world because his whole job was to walk into a door and say what's going on and look confused and constantly look confused. confused Ethan <laughs> and I'm just get explained to <laughs> the dumbest possible reason and then just walk out of the room that's <laughs> always what he did you're so right he'd like walk in without a shirt too eh? half of the time shirtless it was in his contract and he just like what's happening so confused. <laughs> yeah, there was the Rich Crane family. I remember them off the top of my head. Yeah. What was the name? Julian Crane? Yeah, Julian yeah. was the man. Oh. Yeah. And then there was Sorry. the unseen patriarch that you only saw the back of, kind of like Steinbrenner in Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that... Yeah. Eventually wasn't that... he became a character, Alistair Crane. That's yeah. right. Alistair eventually, was... he be... eventually he was on screen, but yeah, for a long time he was Alistair Rumsfeld. Account. <laughs> oh my god, he's behind everything. <laughs> and now, and and I do remember, okay, Tabitha and Tibby, maybe the best duo. Yeah, just throw that into, yeah. Of all time. Her doll. So we're going to throw a doll. witch doll midget combo. How did Tabitha and Tibby work? He could turn into a doll, so everyone's like, yeah, whenever anyone was around. Am I right? Yeah, so, so she so was sort of like a snuffle up against the her. She carried him around, and everybody thought that she was just a crazy old woman. But she was actually a 300 year old witch trying to kill. Destroy the whole town. That was her. Oh. Trying yeah. to kill Charity. That was what? the other in the family. If there was Charity. And Charity Grace, was Miguel, and right? No. Yes, Miguel. That was the shirtless guy. I think. Oh, and Kay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's actually the one who's turned that show into a career, though. He, uh, he was, you know, on Desperate Housewives, and he was in that movie, John Tucker Must Die. Because he had talent. talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His talent. You know what they say? Cream rises to the top. Oh. <laughs> now I do remember there being a year of. Um, there was two, the- two, two highlight years. Apparently, are one of them I just. Of the year, are you thinking of the year of the gazebo? Yes, that that's, that's, was. That's what impressed me about the show is that they've talked about a gazebo for like five years. They just had to use the word gazebo. In every third sentence, someone said the word gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Oh man, there was a what was there a will under the gazebo or a ring? Or was it? It might have been a lair, or there a portal to hell. Things. There was all kind. The gazebo was the the the, uh, the the center of a whole season, mm-hmm. basically like a one or two year period. Everything, and none of them could ever go to the gazebo. No, they just talked about it. They just constantly talked about the. I gazebo. think there might have been a different witch that lived under the gazebo for a while. Tabitha had her, and one of some of her enemies might have lived under gazebo. <laughs> Because there was Norma, there was a witch, then there was Norma, Norman Gates. Wasn't there like an ugly hag woman? Yeah, that's Norma who yeah, just she, chased. She, she just looked like Susan Boyle. With a, yeah, so she just chased Tabitha around with a knife for months at a time every October, <laughs> November. Oh, maybe December. we should get on this. Oh, especially during November Sweeps Week, you know, mm-hmm. Sweeps Month. Oh. You know, I, I sort of stopped watching before all that really supernatural stuff came into play. Mm-hmm. You were more in, you were more into it for the romance. I was yeah. into it for the relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there was more. There was also, if you're thinking of another event, it was the year of the house falling into hell. Uh, yes. Where CGI, all the characters had to go in there, all the boys had to go into the house shirtless. 
with like cop shields and fight off CGI demons that were flying around. Holy moly! That's As the house bad. slowly collapsed into hell. So it all serious. This is a, and this is a daytime soap. It's it's the best. Now it all serious. Like it was. I, I, the thing I loved about it was that it didn't even pretend to be. Like all the other soap operas are just as bad. They're just as terrible, except they That's right. try and make it. Never seen the other show art. Yeah, they just, just went for it. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were. They're basically they're shameless, and I kind of loved it. And 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 it, there was another epic year that I I did not know about. This was post my passions viewing, but apparently mm-hmm. two thousand and five. Uh, uh, as I I read on the Wikipedia this morning was known as the year of. <laughs> It's not funny. Could you, me, could you give me a clue? It was the year of the rape. I sort of rape. fell off at the end, too. It moved eventually. The show moved to, like, I don't know. It, I don't know if it was online or something. It just fell apart. But yeah, Direct TV clue? picked Direct it up. TV. Okay, right. Yeah. So can you give me a clue of what this last... The last year's year theme was the year of the rape. In which, basically, every character somehow <laughs> got raped or was raping somebody. Now, I got my wisdom te- teeth taken yeah, out just, in this period, yeah, and I saw this episode yeah. where there's this... We assume, were these rapes more about, like, the women drugging and, like, sleeping with guys? <laughs> probably that's pro- what I, that's probably what Teresa probably be. raped about eight No, people. it seems like they were pretty violent, like, actual, like, violently one. And there was this character that I saw when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, so I had to sit at home and watch Passions. And it was, like, the carver off Nip Talk, like, this half-man, half-woman... With this weird mask. That's on, right. It had the chasing t- Teresa in the basement of the crane house or something. Right. It was crazy. Yeah, and one of the, like the, a guy got himself pregnant. And Luis <laughs> was on charge for killing one of the cranes or something. And I think that's what like the last couple of years was all like really creepy sex stuff, right? Because I remember a guy. It was the first time a guy got himself pregnant in, on the show, and. It was the first time they showed. I, I read this. Uh, uh, the first time they showed a gay couple and a lesbian couple like having sex in bed on daytime television, and there was like a serial rapist who was a man woman who got himself pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so they definitely like got really dark at the end. Okay, can we can we stop talking about this and just agree to have a huge? four-hour podcast extravaganza on passions. I think someday we need a feature episode of the baby once we kind of get touched back up and like... Well, how about we watch the first episode while talking, like, providing commentary on YouTube. Like, I, I do think that this is a, a rich, beautiful topic that no one else has probably ever covered. Yeah, you are definitely right. There's, I just don't want to talk about it too much on the end of a practice episode. Because you know? this, this, this is... Yeah. Brent, you're always right. You're right on everything. With what? Good. Things that are good. (laughs) Quality. Passions. Okay, here's things that Brent has made me like in my life. Arrested Development. Well, Passions, Arrested Development, PTI, which turned into Tony Kornheiser, which is like my favorite person in the world. Um, Football. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Football. He made me like football. Uh, What else? Radiohead. Radiohead, yes. Um, yeah, no, you're basically right on everything that you like. So, mm-hmm. kudos to you, Brett. You're, you're mm-hmm. Resident Evil Four? Did he? 
no, that was... No, no that was kind of... That was just matched up at the same time. I was like... Because I'd gotten out of the Resident Evil game. That's when I was in New Brunswick. I was uh, like, you guys... I called I call Winnipeg. So you guys have to play this. And it's like, oh yeah, we've been... <laughs> yeah, I'm in my 18th hour. Yeah. Yeah, that was the worst. That was the low point for Resident Evil. Yeah, no, Chicago just got a 80-yard touchdown. What, the game's on? Cutler? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah baby. I would hold the hand of the one who could lead the places And kiss the lips of the one who could sing so sweet And I would fly 